thinking of starting a podcast? Well, try Anchor. It's free, easy to use, and its creation tools allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or computer. It'll even take care of distribution for you with a single tap so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Also, Anchor is the only place you can publish video podcasts directly to Spotify. Man, you can even make money using Anchor in a couple of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. It's truly everything you need in one place to make a podcast. So make sure to go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to another edition of the It's Cavalier podcast. As always, it's your boy Mac. Joining me today are good friends of the show, Mr. Amadou So and Dan Galinsky. Amadou, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Man, I like I was telling you off there, I, I, I'm good. Kind of sucks that the Cavs haven't been able to pull any of these last four out, but they've definitely been competing. Yeah. Dan, how about you, man? You know. Yeah, so I mean, you it, it kind of sounds to me, you know, like we're kind of all feeling the same way. It just a Cavs win tonight would have probably meant the world to me. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but oh, yeah. these it's it's yeah. been a tough four game stretch: two against Brooklyn, one against Golden State, and now tonight's loss versus the Phoenix Suns. And the Cavs have competed in damn near every one. And I I was just sitting here thinking, man. I, I can't honestly tell you that I haven't walked away from any one of these matchups feeling as if the Cavs didn't have a shot to win each one. It just came down to calls, missed opportunities, and untimely turnovers. So with that being said, you know what? That's a perfect segue into discussing the Cavaliers' number one option really right now in, in Darius Garland. Uh Dan, I'm going to hand this question off to you first. Are you concerned with his struggles from three-point range right now? Because he went 0 of 6 tonight, and he is currently 9 of 40 over his last four outings. Um, I, I don't think I'm concerned necessarily. I think it's just he's still, still a little bit of an adjustment for him uh, throughout games, kind of trying to uh, manage getting his own and create for others. Um, I just think, like, with Sexton out, it's uh, just given that he's had to shoot more. Um, I'm not really that concerned about. It. I think he'll make the adjustment. It's just in the last these last batch of games, um, they, they've needed him to gone a little more um, with, especially with the opponents they've had. Uh, but I think they'll find ways to manage it more. And uh, I, I'm not really concerned about it. I mean, he's just staying here under a little bit under now, 35% of the year. But um, I, I think he'll be just fine. I just think they need to find ways to get him um, a little bit more off-ball looks. They're starting to get him some more movement opportunities. But, no, I, I'm not really that concerned about that in particular. Yeah, I I mean, I, I'm starting to feel like it's the, the increased – attention that he's receiving on defense obviously with Sexton being out is really what's contributing to this I mean he, he's in a slump let's not you know some mince words here he's in a bit of a slump from but he is getting it done in other ways which I like to see if they can get him a little bit more uh, movement off ball I don't know how they're going to be able to do so without having Rubio on the floor <laughs> with uh, you know really just a lack of option in regards to guys you can handle the ball i mean if you want to throw isaac okoro in there you, i suppose you could facilitate but they're gonna to have to get creative um because rubio you know he he is best with the ball in his hands he can he's he's shown the ability to hit the three ball this year with somewhat consistency but you really want to have him with the ball in his hands and okoro he just I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe Isaac Coral right now on the offensive end. Uh, but Amadou, I'm going to hand you the same question, man. Does it does it bother you at least a little bit that uh, he's struggling from deep right now? I'm in agreement with both of you guys. I don't I don't find the struggles, you know, concerning or whatnot. I feel like you know with the increase in minutes, of course, 
the higher offensive load, um, it's going to be tougher for him to make all these shots. And I mean, uh, they talked about this. Um, Austin Carbley butted up how Darius Garland is taking a lot, you know, tougher threes, you know, longer distance shots, and he's attempting more. Obviously, that we wanted him to do so. So I don't really find he's concerning. He's a shooter. He's going. They're going to go into slumps and whatnot. So that's my take on that. That's understandable. Um, he, to me, you know, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with this at all because it was a whole thing on Twitter earlier. But uh, Hiram, man, he was going back and forth with one of my followers earlier. <laughs> um, if Hiram believes that uh, the DG is a high end role player at this point, um, I don't know, honestly. You know, well, I, I, res- <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, Dan, but that's that's his I belief. Um, he believes that he is a high-end role player and that uh, basically, I'm, I don't know if you saw, he even compared him to Ish Smith in the last episode I had him on. <laughs> I, I was remembering, like, I, I was, I remember, like, that episode, but I guess I didn't remember high-end role player specifically. But. Oh, no, he didn't say that in the episode. He was on Twitter, you know, sharing his thoughts on the matter. And to me, yeah, I don't I've, know. I've been a lot less active on Twitter of late. I just, I don't know. Sometimes I just need, like, I just got to step away a little. Oh, no, yeah. I feel you. I feel you, man. It, it is what it is. I'm, I'm People probably get annoyed. I pretty much just, like, retweet a lot of stuff but and, like, like it. But it's more just for giving other people their, their love for content and all that. But I, I hear you, though. Gotcha. No. um, You know, and like I said, I respect Hiram's beliefs. I just – I don't know how you can view this guy in, in that type of light and that type of lens because he's showing you, you know – semblances little 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 flashes each game of his ability and things he can do um but in regards to you know referencing what we're talking about right now the struggles from deep that's that's going to happen uh from time to time with shooters especially when the defense is starting to you know key on key in on you a little bit more without uh the offensive firepower that you would normally receive from having a guy like Colin Sexton out there beside you um there's that it, it is just cut and dry there. There's not too much else that can be said. Um, I, I'm really hoping that those don't persist because that is really going to have a direct impact on the win loss column for the Cavs. He's got to, he's going to have to get out of this slump eventually, but I, I am encouraged by his confidence and his, uh, his bravado out there because that was the number one question uh, for, for him heading into the season is, you know, how aggressive he was willing to be and, uh, how many three-point shots he would attempt a game? Uh, the, I, you know, I think that's fair, a fair thing to say. I think those were two of the biggest things that people are wanting to see out of Darius Garland this season. Well, so, also, I mean, Rubio's twenty-nine percent in his last four games on seven-point attempts from three. So we can talk. Expect, we can talk about Rubio too. <laughs> we, we gotta. We gotta realize like we got to give these guys some slack given the workload they have and it's just it's just a little bit of an adjustment in the non-column stuff but i think once markin really gets himself more acclimated again and which i don't think it'll take very long and then once mobley comes back that'll make things a lot like they'll be able to last a lot more throughout games and later in the games will be more fresh i believe yeah, I, I, I tend to agree there. I think in, in regards to Rubio, I think he was 5 of 20 from the field tonight. I, I yep. do not like Rubio taking that many shots, but, I mean, yep, I don't man. know who else is going to take him. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, ice 2 of 8. I mean, 8 shots from him is almost a lot at this point. So, they just – and plus, those two have to get to the free throw line. And they've been doing that – decently and I, I mean i i like i like my guy dean wade but i mean 16 minutes score i, I guess that's not a lot of minutes but scoreless I mean, two attempts like i think you, you need know. some other guys to kind of help themselves a little bit more i thought love was exceptional tonight i i think you know what you're going to get out of dean at this yeah, point it's um, a good job yeah <clears throat> Amadou care to chip in in that regard? Well, regarding Rubio and Garland, I mean, Rubio, yeah, like you said, 20 shots is, is a ton of shots, you know, especially for a guy who for his career has been known as just like a facilitator, not really a scorer. Yeah. Uh, the whole shooting thing, I mean, he's never been a shooter. 
I thought, you know, is that you no know, high shooting that he was able to do? Is that going to be sustainable? I don't know. But I want to pose a question to you guys. Do you guys think that the Cavs should go and make a move for another shot creator? Like a, a low-end type of move that, that won't cost too much? Or even is there like a signing that they can make to just bring someone else in? I mean, I'm not opposed to that. But in saying that, who what would be a target? Who would be a target, a rather? Tricky part. Like uh, Isaiah Thomas? No, I'm joking. Yes. Completely joking. <laughs> Completely joking. Hey, get Dion Waiters back in wine and gold. Dion Waiters. I mean, I've been saying that for the longest. He's not too old. In shape? If he's in uh, shape, I mean. Yeah, he posted something on Instagram not too long ago. He looks like he's in shape, but I don't know. That's just without having to sacrifice a significant piece, i.e. Rubio, Osman, uh, you know, or a first-round pick. I just – I don't know. And if you're talking in terms of like a low-end, like a just a low-risk – High reward type of type of guy. Mm-hmm. I just don't know um, what what a trade target like, would be. Maybe like a Quinn Cook type of move. How Quinn Cook was able to come in last year and just you know get these minutes here and there to just you know get Sexton or get Garland a breather. Yeah, something like that. I mean, Quinn was on about, uh, ten day contracts last season, wasn't? Yeah, it? yeah, he was on two, I believe. But either way, I mean, maybe you bring somebody up from the G League, RJ. Um, hey, can he get, get J.R. Smith? J.R. Tyler Johnson. I mean, I don't know. He, he uh, can shoot some. Who would you – and that's the question, though. And, I mean, this is a double-edged blade here because if you're going to go out there and try and grab or acquire somebody that yeah. would be able to provide immediate an immediate spark off the bench, you're going to have to sacrifice some type of significant piece. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I guess Kevin Pangos. Mm. I mean, mm. I don't know. Yeah, where has Kevin been? <laughs> like, yeah, they're they're not even giving him a chance. I don't know. I thought maybe you like it, you kind of almost have to just from like a like Rubio stamina standpoint. Like, you you have to maybe play him a little here and if there. Denzel freaking Valentine can get some right. throw Kevin in there, man. That's Nico Mannion, I don't know. Is he is he overseas? I think actually Nico Manny he has like some type of illness that's like keeping him up oh. basketball right now or something. Oh. I'm not sure how is it is it that. career Wasn't ending? He, I don't think it's he, career ending. Was he still was he on like a two way with Golden State? I don't remember. I think he, he had signed to to a team in Italy. Go out um, there and uh, um, try and persuade Aaron Kraft to come out of retirement. <laughs> man, Do y'all remember that guy? Man, he oh, was. Yeah. Uh, he was. I, I. I really wished he could have stuck in the NBA. <clears throat> but uh, back to back to more serious acquisitions. I don't know. I just if you're going to go out there, I'm. I'm not against making a move um, this early. Yeah, I'm. I just, I'm agreed. Um, I just. I just don't know. I mean, like if you were able to go out there and get like a Buddy Heald or, um, you yeah. know, uh, Terrence Ross is always up in there. Mm-hmm. You guys keep throwing that out, and I'm not opposed to that. I just. At this point, hell, give him, give him Dylan Willer <laughs> a first round pick or two, and I'd be okay with that. John Wall, sure. uh, <laughs> you know you'd have to throw love in there to match contracts. Yeah, yeah, um, more. Yeah, you'd have to get some type of significant uh, filler in for that. But um, I don't know, man. Who who would be a, a good target at this point? I, I guess, I guess Ross. You would just. It would be up in the air on what they would want in return for that, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, but go ahead. Is I guess Aaron Holiday has been playing on the Wizards, right? Like he has a role. Yeah, it seems like he does. That's just one. I don't know. Just kind of spitballing, maybe a, a trade target. But are we thinking I, facilitators? Like just a a, a bench I'm scorer? Thinking like a combo type guard but a guy that can actually kind of run offense for you is like a real like a third point guard or a guy that can just like it's got to be a guy that is not just a sure like they have to be able to create too i i I don't know it's just i'm i'm open to whatever i i just i don't know right now if what how fruitful the trade market is right now. Is Dennis Smith Jr. getting significant minutes? I, I doubt it. 
Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not the only one. I'm not doing Dennis Smith. Maybe he like a he can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. I'm a good on Corey that. Joseph or I do that Frank too. Jackson. Um, yeah, I feel like they they're too invested in the Frank Jackson. Like he gets too many. I think guys. so. It's he, he has a he has a real role though. They have Saban Lee, and he's just not playing not really, much, which is I, I don't know. He's just like a G League MVP. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Frank Jackson gets. Almost 21 minutes a game. Oof. Yeah. The, He's shooting I just, five threes a game. Yeah. Man. I mean, I'd be I all know. for it, but. See if see if New Orleans will finally come up off of Josh Hart for cheap. They might, they, they've not been good this year. What, what would we have to give up to get NAW? A lot, I think. Like a, like a lot. Yeah. Hmm. I would assume I this is in their future. Is, is there any possibility that any possibility of, of Dylan Brooks? Like, is that like a complete pipe dream? That's a pipe dream, I think so, my yeah. friend, without, without sacrificing a Rubio. Would, or, would uh, you give up a protected one for Dylan Brooks? At this point, hell yeah. Draft picks. I mean, like, what would yeah. the protection have to be? I'd honestly say top. 10 top maybe? 10 yeah. yeah top 10 i'd be i mean draft picks pick are like never eight? a given we know brooks can play mm. ah. draft picks are never a given bro you just yeah. you never would, especially when top, you fall at the I top five i think i'd probably do seven this is a really top guy. seven mm, top seven is I, interesting that is probably my cutoff because we that's not really something you hear too often yeah no it's not but well, i don't know i would I would be okay with that uh, because, like I said, you draft picks are never a given. We know Brooks can play, and he would be able to help immediately. Yeah, and he's a very, he's a pretty good defender. So, very good defender. Um, that would be a, a welcome sight in a backcourt that is smallish. And you know, Colin, when he has been in, has been uh, better than better than advertised defender. And Darius, you know, he he has his moments where he can pick pockets, but he's still got a long way to go in that regard. Uh, I'll admit, though, he seems like uh, he's made real strides off the ball, but he really steal hunts like on ball. Like it's it just, it just gets so annoying at times. Like how, how the like it gets other guys in foul. Tr- I, I know he fouled out in this game, but sometimes he just it's just effort, so so con- like so content on getting beat. I at think times, not all the time, but sometimes like. Like, dude, you, you gotta at least try to to get to like ice people. Like, it's just annoying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't for, for his defensive upside. I really just don't know what you're gonna get out of him in that regard. I think he's yeah, it's gonna be a negative. Yeah, it's just it is what I it is at this point. What part of it is is maybe that knowledge of that you know the backside defense that you have. I mean, if yeah, if he gets beat, I mean, it's Jared Allen or it's Evan Mobley right there. Looking to contest well, it as well, so it does also in there seem <laughs> that that maybe they're almost trying to like suck guys into like mid range shots mm-hmm. in a way. Like it does seem that way a little. Like force them off the three. Yeah, I mean, I guess huh. I guess that's fine, and then they try to just hug shooters around that, which I, I guess is fine. But I mean, especially when they're having guys drop, which I mean, a lot of teams do with their bigs nowadays. But yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I guess you take kind of the good with the bad. I, I'm not going to completely grill him for that. It's just like he's just physically limited. And but it has seemed since Colin has been out that at times the lack, like there's definite business decisions on that end of the floor from him, given the workload he has now. So I, mean, I, I guess it's just we're we're just I guess I'm just nitpicking a little bit. I'm just saying it's it's something to look at. As the season progresses, it's okay. You're allowed to nitpick, and I think that comes with mentality too. Because these guys, growing up now, we all know guys are not taught to be two way players these days. You have your you have your exceptions, but most people are geared towards one part of the court or the other. I mean, you look at the uh, the handful of guys that are true two way players. You can affect the the game on both ends, and it's you can you can probably make a short list of those guys out there that are stars who are actually yep. two-way players. So um, we'll, we'll hope for the best in regards to defense for, for Garland, but I'm okay with what he's providing 
on the offensive end to make up for that. Um, let's go ahead and shift gears here for a second. So and I just I just need to ask, are you guys I'll hand this off to Amadou first? Are you ready to buy stock in the Jetty Osmond for the three-point contest agenda? I mean, because man. he is he went five of seven tonight and he is now 41 of 92 on the year, man. Yeah, I looking mean good out there. He's looking really good. He's looking really good, you know. Definitely up from last year. I mean, it's it's been I've, we've we've needed it, you know. That's, that's the biggest thing, but um, I'm, I'm definitely there. I mean, some of the shots that he's hitting, I'm like, like, is that Ridiculous. what he's going to shoot? And, and, and it goes, I'm like, okay, I guess it's, that's, that's what he's It's a shooting. confidence thing, too, it with is. him now. It's, it's great to see, honestly, off the ball, you know, off the dribble. He's had some nifty off the dribble threes this year, man. I mean, he, he's really lining it up. I, I honestly think the only reason he is not in the starting lineup right now is because there's nobody else on the bench that will be able to provide yeah. the spark that he does. Definitely. That's the only reason he's not starting, in my opinion. Dan, what about you? Would you would you like to see Osmond in the uh, in the three point contest? Yeah, I mean it'd, uh, it'd be quite a laugh. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> I, I give him all 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 his flowers. Though. I mean he's he's been playing his ass off, um, playing with such effort. Um, his his shut my ass up. I mean I, I got to give him credit. Um, I, I again I'll always help hold my breath because I, I just. I'll never be completely sold, um, but him in this bench role um, with Rubio, that their chemistry has started to come along. Um, kind of has these, kind of works well on handoffs of marketing too. Um, I think that was kind of lost in some people at times, just given the the extended COVID absence for um, Lowry. But um, his has really given that team a spark. Again, I I like him where he's at now. Um, but to Amadou's point before the pod, I mean, is Dylan Windler ever going to get a shot? Like that's, that's, <laughs> that has been concerning, but we, we can talk about Windler. But, um, he also needs to shoot the damn ball when he's in, he can't be passing up shots. That's also not helping his cause. Okay. So in, in that same regard, then what is keeping Windler off the court? Is it the lack of confidence to pull when he's open? Is it the fact that he doesn't provide anything else? Um, why is he not getting minutes? Is it just based purely upon, you know, there's no, there's no real spot for him right now on the bench. Well, I'm due had the point earlier. I'll let him go first. Um. I don't think it's the fact that he doesn't apply anything else because we know Wendler to be a good rebounder. He's a solid enough defender to, to get some minutes. I want to say it's a confidence thing because I'm looking at like his past four, five games even. And I mean, he's, he's attempting look, one, three against Brooklyn here, one, three and 18 minutes played against the Warriors, you know, in, in that win against Boston, one, three attempted. I, 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 don't, I don't know. And I mean, he had back-to-back games against Boston and Brooklyn again, where he, didn't attempt a single three. So it's weird. I mean, the Cavs also are not really having plays set up for specifically Wendler, you know, to get open. Like he's not running around off screens and such. Like we see time and time again with Darius Garland, maybe to do that to incorporate him more into the offense. But I mean, still, man, I mean, you were drafted to be that shooter and you're, you're not even attempting threes at this point. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's, it's bad when Denzel Valentine is is getting minutes or getting at least you know an opportunity over yeah. so i mean we 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 know what denzel valentine could provide which is not a whole hell of a lot right now um <laughs> uh, and in regards to windler man it's just i can remember stretches for last season when he was on the court where he did you know when he did look a little bit more confident didn't look timid when uh when having the ball in his hand and on those spot up opportunities when he was firing. I mean, there was even a stretch last year where what he had nine consecutive threes. And yeah. I think he either tied or broke Kyrie's record. Um, in that regard, it's just it looks to be a completely different story this season. And I don't know if it's more so the fact of, you know, the the makeup of the bench at this point in time, because you have to have Kevin Love out there. Um, you know, you're going to put him out there. Ricky needs to get anywhere between 25 to, I would say, 28, 29 minutes a game, as has been the case, uh, especially when he's coming off the bench. And, you know, you're going to give Jetty his time because he's been hot. I just 
I don't know, you know, where you're going to put him in at. I think they're, they're, JB is definitely experimenting with different guys out there, apparently. I mean, we have seen much. Uh, well, I think we've seen almost everybody now, except for RJ Nimhart, um, yeah. really actually be able to to get time in there. I mean, we've even seen Taco out there. So I don't know. This is, it, to me, it's a little concerning. Um, as our good friends, <clears throat> Justin Rowan and Carter Rodriguez often like to say on their podcast, uh, theoretical Dylan Windler is a, was a scary thing, you know, entering the season because he 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 would solve so many of the Cavs' issues uh, heading in, uh, just kind of being that uh, three and D, the possible three and D wing off the bench, or even eventually as a starter, but just hasn't been the case. Um, and I would be lying to both of you if if I said I wasn't a, at least a little bit concerned about his future, even more so uh, than I was heading into the season. Because prior to this year, the dude was straight up made of glass. Mm-hmm. And so it is weird now that he apparently, when I say that with quotation marks, is healthy, that he's not playing. It's weird to me. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he also got. Um, they what they accepted his team option or something. So I thought at that point he'd, he'd definitely be at least getting consistent minutes, but just hasn't been the case. Yeah, it, I mean it is a strange thing. I don't know what is going on uh, in that regard. If I mean if he is not getting minutes now, I don't know when the hell he's ever going to get minutes. Yeah, yep. and that's just that's just the bottom line in regards to that. Well, plus <laughs> the fact that Lowry is back as well. And I, I understand that he's been playing the four of late, but they're giving Bean uh, minutes too. So basically, when Mobley's back, I mean, Windler's going to be kicking the can at this point. He, I mean, look, I hate to like say I was, it, but it sure seems that way. Like, like I was saying to you earlier about Dean, you know what you're going to get out of Dean. They, I, to, in my opinion, they have him out there because of the underrated defense that he plays. Um, yeah, oh, he know, makes and, guys get production on Dean, but he makes him work for every inch. And like I mean, some of the some of the secondary transition defense from him is incredible. He he did a pretty good job, all things considered, on KD the other night. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, I mean the guy had twenty seven, but he had to work his ass off. He was bodying twenty seven. Really, he was in there, and I mean nobody's going to shut KD down. Uh, no, we, we all no. know that. But he did a damn good job of making him feel him. Um, right. so, so I, you would think though, that if you're going to, you're not giving Wade a full complement of minutes at the three, you could intersperse Dylan in there for a few minutes a night. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think I, they, they have to find a way to get him in there for 12 minutes. I think there has to be three stretches for him in games. And if he, like, there's been times where he can like pop off and get hot and then they just then he's just like, you don't see him. And I mean, some of it's on, some of it's on Dylan too. Um, but I, the one thing I, it is a little frustrating, like we haven't really seen him get many cutting opportunities this year at all. And that is a little bit concerning to me as well, because I, I mean, last year they tried to play him as almost like a, like a slasher in, in a way, which was a little weird, but like, I, I like that they're trying to get him stuff off flares or even uh, like elevators here and there, but you have to get him like occasional, like in rhythm, like cutting opportunities too. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just a can of worms that it doesn't seem like JB is willing to open right now. So yeah, I I guess for him, he thinks it is. I don't know. I think that's you're, you're completely right in that regard. The last thing I'll say in regards to Windler is that, Isaac Okora played 34 minutes tonight, and Denzel Valentine played six. You could easily carve out a small amount of minutes, say yeah. 12, by just when you know taking a little bit of that away from Okoro. Give him 28 minutes, 28, 27, 28 minutes, and take away Valentine's minutes from tonight. And there you go. You you could have had a nine man rotation featuring. Dylan Windler as the ninth guy. I just, I don't know. That's, that's all I have to say in that, in that regard. I really, I don't even know what his future looks like if he can't get minutes at this point in time, but uh, let's move on, move on to something a little bit more positive. 
Um, Jared Allen, uh, fellas, is he the most likely all-star candidate for the Cavs? Dan, I'll go to you first on that one. He is averaging right now, before tonight's game, 14.6 points, 11.2 rebounds, 1.7 assists, and he is fourth in the league right now, or he was fourth in the league prior to tonight with a little under 67% from the field. Yeah, I think he has to be. Um, no doubt about it. I mean, I was had 25 tonight, 25 and 11. Um, shot nine. We know the kind of shots he shoots, but was 9 to 10 from the field. Um, has been up there with among qualified players and in, in shooting like clip throughout the year. Uh, just what he provides night in and night out uh, has been worth every penny, really. Um, and just the the what he carves out in the interior really uh, is has been invaluable with this team. Um, his ability to contest shots when following pretty min- minimally and, and actually having an impact there, uh, particularly when Mobley's in, has, has been huge for us. And, um, it, I mean, for a, a guy that's not necessarily – I mean, he's not a stretch big, obviously, but he gets a lot of secondary break uh, production, too, uh, just out of hustle and, and just out of grit. And he's – really like his footwork has been phenomenal this season and really has, has made um, strides really as, as a low post player and, and his, his shown glimpses of on ball creation as well. And I, I definitely just think with the consistency um, right now, he's definitely the leader in that clubhouse. No doubt about it. Amadou, do you think he's the most likely candidate to grab an all-star berth over the likes of Darius Garland and others? Yeah, I would say he has to be. I mean, you just talked about what he's been able to do this season. I mean, the stats just updated for me right here on Google, and he's averaging 15 and 11, shooting extremely well from the field. I mean, among the league leaders in, in dunks, I think he's among the league leaders in 15 or 15 games, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Might be time first, but... He's been worth every penny, like Dan just said. I mean, it's it's been it's been great to watch. He does everything for us, and his presence is, is definitely felt. You know, it's definitely was definitely felt in the losses, the games that he missed with that illness, and it's exciting. It's really been exciting to watch. I will say this season, uh, to me, it's Colin, just like from a like an intangible standpoint. But for this season, he's been the heart, and Ricky Rubio has been the soul of this team. Is Jared Allen the best Cavalier right now? I I think he has to be considered that to me. No doubt about it. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, that's that's generally my well, thought on it right I think now with Colin out. Part of it is he has by far and away the most clear and defined role night to night. And mm-hmm. that has really, I think, freed him up too. And last year there was that wasn't necessarily the case, um, but I think that has kind of plays into that at least for for right now. Yeah, I mean, um, I would agree with that. I mean, it's the same thing. You're seeing the same type of effect with a guy like uh, Kevin Love and a guy like Jetty. Simplified roles, it clearly defined the team. You know what the team is asking you to do, so you go out there and do it. You do it to the best of your ability. And that's not to say that he hasn't progressed because he definitely has shown that he is progressing. Um, mm-hmm. But with what he's been able to provide, I, I do not hesitate to say that he has been the best Cleveland Cavalier thus far. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the fit between him and Mobley, you know, that was that was definitely in question. And I believe in an article recently, Jared even admitted to that, you know, that he, he wasn't sure how that those two would be able to fit next to each other, how they would be able to coexist. But, you know, through, through the other person, the portion of the season, we've seen that they've both been able to contribute in their own right. And they are a hell of a back line of a defense uh, when on the court together, but Jared by himself, I mean, I think he has the easiest path to, to the all-star game just because of the, uh, the, the crowded field in the East in regards to guards. And even though Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving 
<laughs> are not going to be in that game, um, it's still going to be very tough for Darius, I think, to make it. Yeah. He's also getting the, the name value improved, too. I like to see him more and more in the media. That's always oh, good for us or not. Especially when the Cavs are not getting any national attention mm-hmm. on the, yeah. on in regards exactly. to the scheduling. Exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, sitting here at uh, 9 and 10 right now, all isn't lost, but uh, these these injuries and the Colin Sexton news, you know, we'll go ahead and shift oh, gears God. to that now. Um, it, it, it hasn't quite changed my outlook on, you know, what the Cavs – potential seasonal outlook is but uh, i just want to give i just want to ask you guys honestly has the sexton injury changed your outlook for the Cavs? like their 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 top end point to the season how far they can progress amadou i'll I'll ask you this first Hmm. that's a tough question just because i mean we know how much sexton has meant to this team um but just not having that shot creator you know go-to score We've seen multiple times down the stretch in these last couple of games has been rough. I mean, if we have sex, and we talked about this earlier, Mac, if we have sex, I mean, two of these games are probably wins, you know, instead of the losses that we occurred. So it does, you know, in that sense, but at the same time, it doesn't. I still think this team can be a playing team just because of the way they play, you know, the competitive fight that they have against these, these top end teams. They, they never quit. And that's the biggest thing for me right now. And as more guys, you know, get more into the roles like Larry as he takes a step we see Jetty take that step as Mobley comes back you know we should definitely see some wins pile up but of course we're, we're, we're going to continue to miss Saxon all throughout the season Dan has it changed your your entire outlook on how good the Cavs can be I'm kind of with Mac I think that I, I still firmly think they can be in that playing mix I think they could definitely make the plan um, but it's just – it makes the margin for error that much less. And, I mean, like down the stretch in games, that sort of thing. And I just – to me, it's more it, – maybe it's not as much like the – like it's where it's just so clear, like black and white. It's more just – it forces other guys to um, be – like. Darius to be thrust into this more down the stretch, like kind of self-creator role. And it's just, it's, it harder, it's harder for him and Rubio to balance things out. And I, I do just wonder if, if they do end up having another creator, uh, I just don't know what exactly they'd have to, to give up. I really hope that they wouldn't have to like trade Colin and almost have like a, like almost like handshake agreement where he's going to a place um, where they sign him to a deal. I, I'm not sure right now, but um, I just, to me, it, it just kind of shows what, like what his value is kind of tangibly and intangibly um, as far as just the people just love to, like he was very much maligned for his quote unquote flaws, but it's just, it shows like it just lessens the burden on Garland and, and kind of allows him to really lean into being more balanced and not as much having to choose and um, allows Rubio to be more of that kind of maestro guy for, for stretches. And we do miss him also, I think, from a point of attack defense thing, too. I think that also hurts. Um, but, again, to me, it's just still thinking in that he's, he's, that he's out. Um, yeah. I just, I, if that guy, if this is the last we see him as a Cavalier, I'm, I'm going to be very disappointed, I got to tell you. I mean, like I was talking with Amadou, you know, um, prior to recording, I just – I think we are now eight games into a Colin Sextonless Cavalier team. And yep. it's it's sad, man. It really is sad yeah, because is. this is the first year where he truly had an opportunity to go out there and compete with a roster that was way ta- way more talented than anything else he's ever had to work with. Yep. And while while he was out here adjusting to this new role, you could clearly see that he was trying to get his teammates involved. 
he was playing smarter basketball uh, for the most part. And all his averages across the board were down. That does not by any mean, uh, by any means mean that he was any less productive because truth be told, he, he is the one Cavalier out there, or he was the one guy out there that you could always look to and say, you know what? I need a bucket. Who's yep, going to go out there and definitely. give me a bucket? He, he, he was that guy. And if that was the, the last time that we ever see him don a Cavs uniform, which I truly hope it isn't, uh, it, just, it just will go down as a what-if story. Yeah. Um, and definitely. I by no means am I saying that I, you know, I'm really in down in the dumps about a, a guy who's still going to end up making millions. But I will say this. I do really feel for the guy because God, yeah. he is now going to be severely underpaid. Um, that's the reality. He's going to be underpaid yeah. because everybody in the league, whatever teams that choose to send in offer sheets are going to lowball the hell out of the guy and the Cavs are going to eventually do the same. That's just what's going to happen. I mean, I hate to say that. And from an organizational standpoint, if you can get Colin Sexton for cheap, that's great. But from a human standpoint, this sucks like ass. <laughs> it just, yeah, it, it is just, it's a terrible thing uh, for everybody involved. Um, and while, yeah. I, like I said, while I, I, it doesn't change my seasonal outlook for them because I've always had them. You guys know me. I've always had them making the play in uh, playoff, um, you know, either one of the two. But it definitely puts a, a hard cap on just how high they can climb because, um, you know, I don't agree with a lot of what Hiram says, but I will say this. There's not one guy out there, including Darius Garland, just yet, and he could get there. There's not one guy on the roster that will that truly inspires you in the realm of just purely being able to get a basket when you need it. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that that's my thoughts on that. And maybe that's a little bit somber <laughs> for a recording right before Thanksgiving. Uh, but it's the truth. I mean, games, these last four games have shown us that. Amadou, you said. You think that they could – well, you thought that they could have walked away with at least two of these last four. Yeah. Well, man, I'm telling you, if Collins there, they could have easily won all four. Um, yeah. yeah. I have a that, quick question for you guys before we leave. Sure. There's a trade idea. Does this interest you at all? Um, Jetty and Okoro for Malik, Malik Beasley. Ooh. Ah. No, Jetty's playing yeah, too well. I don't, and, I don't think so. Um, Billy, I, part Beasley. of me does think, though, that this is a perfect time to trade Jay. I don't. I don't necessarily. I'm not is like. It? I'm not like completely all for trading Jay right now, but. Dang, you're not like bought in is, on 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 Osmond. You're still not bought in. At this point, I, I'm not. It's not that I'm not necessarily bought in. It's just they really like they're treading water. Like they need to to get help. Like because. I mean, I, I, I still, I'm not like out on ice. I'm definitely not. I, th I think there's, there's untapped stuff there, but between hit, like they're going to have to, to get a real guy, they're going to have to give up ice or, and or jetty in my opinion. And the only right now way. they, like you can tell Garland is, this is a real adjustment. Like yeah. they need help. Like they, they kind of need help. These next Man. two weeks, to me, will be very telling. Like, this is the time where it, we'll see when Mobley comes back. He's reportedly progressing, seems like, really well. But these two weeks, I, I hate to say it, this is kind of it. And they have to find a way to stay in the thick of things because you got to think, I, I love what Rubio's provided. Just, but based on the, the preseason comments and stuff, you got to think if they get in a tailspin here, mm -hmm. who knows what kind of efforts they're going to get out of their real vets because things could change rapidly. So that's the only, it's the only hiccup I have. That's the only thing I hope I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical of it. That's all. My thing with that trade is I think, I think Jetty's having a better season than Beasley is right now. I mean, Beasley can't. I don't know 
it's it's been rough for him. But you could say, you know, he's in a new role and such. I mean, you know, there, there's more on-ball action from other guys aside from him. So maybe that's an issue, but he just has not looked good. I'm, I don't know. But I do agree with you, you know, talking about the next two weeks is going to be big for this team just to continue to stand at the things. I mean, you talk about the East. All of these teams are doing their I mean, thing. And- they – they have the opportunity to go out there and steal a few, you know, Orlando, they're not, I'm not going to say they're a pushover because I don't think anybody in the NBA is a pushover, but that's a win, right? That's a win that you can, should be. Yeah. That's a win right there to me. Um, You can definitely go out there and get that. Um, You know, if I'm not mistaken, we have another matchup with uh, actually, never mind. I was going to say Detroit. I haven't pulled up the, uh, the schedule. Just yet. How do you guys I know, feel about the Mavs game? That's that I'm not sure. I think is Luca gonna play? That's the question. Oh, so he played yesterday, I want to say he was against the Clippers. Is he, in? Is he back? I so. Yeah. Um I sure. I I think that the Cavs, if they can compete with Brooklyn and Golden State and Phoenix, I think that they can I think they can compete with if not beat Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um K, KP has been lighting up though, hasn't he? Yeah, man. If Mobley yeah, if Mobley yeah. gets back, or um, or I don't Allen, know if he's gonna be back. It's such it's like such ambiguity in terms of when he's gonna be back. Seems like I think they're just being cautious with the kid. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm yeah. just I'm a little bit nervous with the Cavs right now. I I hate to say it. It's just the, these losses are have just been they're just so they're just so deflating it's just, yeah yeah i mean this this has been like a schedule from hell like i i just i don't remember ever seeing a schedule this like elongated where it started this difficult like the Cavs, they, they so obviously they obviously wanted the Cavs to finish in the lottery again when they were yeah. thinking about making schedules because, man you gotta you gotta think um it, it's ridiculous but the Cavs, for their you know to their credit have been very, very. They've been fighting every night. They they do not give oh, up. Yeah. There's no let up in them at all. But for me, uh, just circling back to close out that question, there's only two guys out there that I'd be willing right now to possibly lose one of Okoro or Jetty for, and that would be Buddy Hill, okay, and Brandon Ingram. Those are the two guys that I would be okay. And you know, in the case of Brandon Ingram, they're not going to just want those two guys or one of those yeah. two. They're going to oh, yeah. probably ask for some picks. They're going to ask for like a sign and trade for Colin or something. That It would be a lot of stuff that they would probably be requesting in regards to, uh, to uh, an Ingram deal. But those are the only two guys that I'd feel comfortable with right now. And, and you can, if you want to throw Ricky in there too, I'd be okay with that. If it netted one of those, one of those two guys. Oh yeah, that's fine. Have you guys seen anything like? I don't. Know, it seems like there's like a lot of stuff from like Cavs Twitter about like Dejounte Murray like being available. Is that is that legit? I truly like, doubt. I'm not. I, truly uh, I would think it's available. No, I don't, I don't think, think it's available. Anyway. Would you? Would yeah. you be okay with acquiring Murray? The way he's playing right now, most that if we can keep, if we can keep Sexton and Garland. And if, I'm, I'm obviously the core. If they uh, ask for Ricky, if they ask for Ricky oh, and Ice, that. would you yes. would you take that? Yes, 100, percent and and not think twice of it. Uh, Dejounte's <laughs> game is just incredible, and he's having such a career year. I, they, they, it's no chance they they trade him. But you know, in hypothetical, I'm taking yeah. that. And I'm running. Okay. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess you gotta, I guess you have to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before I close out today's episode, I just want to ask you guys one question. Something just just a little bit lighter, just because today, you know, I don't know about y'all, but I, I really thought the Cavs are going to walk away with a W tonight. Um, but just to end on a light note, Tyler Hero versus Jetty Osmond in a three-point shootout. Who's winning that? I got Jetty. I'm I'm sticking with my guy. I'm By the way, Harrow is shooting forty point two percent as of right now. I don't know if it's been updated. I don't know. Did did Miami play tonight? Yeah, they played the the Timberwolves and they lost. So wow. Yeah. So those averages could have went up or down, but as of right now on Basketball Reference, he's listed at forty point two percent. That's below Jetty right now. But Dan, would you take Harrow or 
Osman. Uh, I I won't be a Jay villain right now. I'll take Jay. <laughs> Is that your honest answer? No, but I'll I'll go with it. <laughs> oh man, I pride myself on providing I, honest content. Give me an honest answer. I, I felt terrible in saying this, but as soon as Jetty hit that three, I think to make it like a one point game with like three and change left or whatever. As soon as he celebrated and like was like pumped up, I I was thinking to myself, all right. This game is over. Like now they're gonna go <laughs> on a run. Like I, I just, I, it's like it's not even. It has nothing to do with Jetty. It just seems like whenever the they, the Cavs like really get back into things, especially when they make these runs, you just like, God damn it! Like this is it. Like, like it's almost like they're celebrating. Say, Fuck you, Cavs. No, that's exactly what it is. It. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it just seems to happen, and it, it's nothing to do with Jetty. It's just like as soon as you do that. It's almost like, God damn it, they're celebrating like they won. Like, damn it. Like, they still have to guard Booker at the other end of the floor who's making, like, everything. And they still have to score again, you know. And exactly. Right. Uh, it's, yeah. just, it, it's just too bad because the Cavs right now, it just seems like it's – they have to work so hard. And they are mm-hmm. doing it to, to get these good looks and clean looks. And a lot of – like, it's working a lot of the time. It's just – some other teams, it's like you look at Phoenix, it's like, good Lord. Like, they have just, like, so many guys that can, that can make these damn shots. It's like like Cam Johnson has 14 off the bench. You don't even realize it. They and are a perfectly built roster. I I, remember, yeah. I I think I did like that tweet that you sent. That was very well said. Yeah, I mean, I mean, credit to Kendrick Perkins. And I, like I said in the tweet, I never really agree with anything that he says but he was completely right when he said that i mean they and you look at that in comparison i think the comparison he made was with the lakers because they're a mess right now yeah um everybody is just trying to do too much on that team uh the Cavs are not in not really in the same type of realm of either of those two but they can learn a lot i think just because you have a clear and established role for everybody in phoenix and that's why they've been so successful so um you know i think just to, I know I keep saying this, but just to close it out, I think once Mobley gets back, I think these Cavs should be able to compete a little bit, you know, even even better than they have. And I think they're they're going to begin to start winning some of these games that they should be because, I mean, I thought that they should have won both of those games against Brooklyn. Uh, things just didn't go their way. And Golden State, I mean, what the hell are you going to do? Steph Curry, geez. Um, this was definitely a winnable game at certain points tonight. And so, you know, down Sexton, down Mobley, and you know that one of those guys is at least going to come back this year in Mobley. So I think once he gets back, that'll kind of level things off and they'll be able to stay afloat over these, uh, if they can stay afloat for these next two weeks or however long he's out, I think they'll still be right there in the mix. Um, But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and, close out today's episode like i always tell you guys if you'd like to reach out to me you can at it's cavalier underscore pod on twitter tiktok instagram youtube and more have a good one